This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, 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 and welcome to this edition of the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 Minutes or Less. Today we're going to talk all Thanksgiving stuff. Greg's going to chop it up with Stephen Reichlin on some Thanksgiving. Second segment today, another one of my all-time favorite guests, Greg's mom, Greg and Connie Rempe, are going to throw down a couple of Thanksgiving recipes for you as well. Let's get right to it. Here is Greg and Stephen from November the 17th. 2015. Have you ever considered suggesting something other than turkey for Thanksgiving? I haven't. Uh, you know, I'm a traditionalist, and um, not only am I a traditionalist with it, turkey should be the main meat of Thanksgiving, but I am not a partisan of spatchcocking turkey. I think a turkey should be whole, it should be beautiful, it should be the visual centerpiece, as well as the gustatory centerpiece. Uh, I do smoke a turkey. I mean, actually, every year I cook a turkey away. Uh, and I've done that since I got out of college. But I've sort of settled into brining and then what I call smoke roasting, not straight smoking, because what happens if you straight smoke at a low temperature, skin turns to rubber. But if you work at a higher temperature, you get a crisp skin and a wonderful smoky bird. So that's what I do. There Today's is, blog, by the way, just went up on BarbecueBible.com, 12 Do's and Don'ts with Turkey. All right, so uh, head on over to BarbecueBible.com to get the 12 Do's and Don'ts. We'll probably hit on those here uh, during the, the segment here. But let me ask you this. Uh, when we talk about birds, you go into any grocery store, especially now, you see the huge sections of frozen butter balls and, you know, you name it, turkeys that are out there. There is, within the community, the, I don't know if it's an argument or a continuing conversation of frozen birds, fresh birds, and I'm wondering what side do you weigh in, uh, weigh in on and why? I'm a fresh bird guy, because I believe fresh is always better than frozen. I'm a heritage turkey guy, which means one of those old-timey uh, breeds that may not have the humongous breast, but has a more interesting flavor and texture. Uh, I'm an organic turkey guy. Uh, I do not buy a pre-injected turkey. I do not like to buy, I actually avoid pre-brined turkeys. I'd rather put my own brine in and not pay somebody else uh, the cost of water, you know, buying a a turkey. Uh, But, you know, basically, uh, uh, and and I say this throughout the show, uh, where your food comes from, how it's raised, matters as much as how you smoke it. And... I'd rather spend a little more, eat a little less, or serve meat a little bit less, but no, I'm eating really good quality, really clean food. You had mentioned that you're a a big believer now in brining, and one of the other ongoing conversations uh, when it comes to brining is that it has a tendency to make the meat mushy. So is that a process thing? Is that leaving it in the brine too long? Do you find that, that the, the texture of the meat can change when you're brining? Well, sure it can change, but I would say the whole key to brining is brining at the right amount of time in the right saturation. Uh, you know, I used to joke that sort of um, 
when people discover brining, it's a little bit like teenagers and sex. You want to do it all the time. And uh, it you can overbrine. I mean, brine does sort of make food taste the same if you do it all the time the same way and you do it too much. But uh, for me, I'm looking probably at about a uh, 16 to 18 hour brine. Uh, I'm at three quarters of a cup of salt per gallon of water. It's not excessive. You still have plenty of chew to the meat. Uh, to me, it's lovely. It's not to say I haven't injected turkeys. I have. It's not to say that sometimes I haven't reached my hand under the skin, uh, spread butter, and sliced truffles under the skin. I've done that. That produces a great turkey. But I just find myself coming back to the, uh, to the brining method again and again. Do you flip and, and cook breasts down? Do not. At, at any, never at any point in the cook? No. You ever Do done not. that? No, I haven't. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure I have at some point or other, but uh, no, I, I, nah, I uh, breast up. It's a smoke roast. I'm working about maybe 325 to 350. By the way, one thing I do is I cook a relatively small bird. I like like a 12 to 14 uh, pound bird. And if I need more than that, I'd rather cook two birds that size rather than one monster. I think you have more control. Do you find, I'm going to completely diverge off of what I was going to ask you, but you said you sure. know big monster. And when I think big monster, I think Christmas, and then I think my mom, and I think prime rib. Do you believe in huge prime ribs, or do you believe in a, in a similar philosophy of two you know small to medium ones to feed the same amount of people versus a big honking seven-boner? Oh, that's a good question. Um, because I'm doing a prime rib on a spit, because uh, that's the way I like to do a prime rib. Yep. I don't think there's an enormous difference between a seven bone or two three bone or two four bone, except that you lose two ends. But the wow power of doing a seven bone and bringing out a whole seven bone uh, is uh, it offsets that second end cut. Uh, so. I think it's a little bit different. I guess maybe because it's more cylindrically shaped, but with, with, with a turkey, I mean, they're, if you're at a 22-pound turkey, there's so Oof. much distance between the breast and the center. That's a big, that's a big yeah. bird. That's a big bird. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Reichlin joining me here on the show, barbecuebible.com, his website, projectsmoke.org as well, if you want to check it out. Uh, I was talking with my middle daughter uh, when we were kind of setting up the, the makeshift studio while we're still in our construction here. And she said, hey, does uh, Paul, which is my father-in-law, does, does Paul eat that stuff inside the turkey that I see you pull out every once in a while? So let me ask you, are you a, a gizzard kind of guy? Will you eat gizzard? Do you make gizzard gravy, or do you just toss that stuff right out? No, I smoke the heart, the gizzard, and the neck uh, right along with the bird, and then use those ingredients to make my smoked turkey stock, which becomes soup. Uh, which actually becomes the jus or the gravy that I serve with the turkey. I also smoke the turkey liver, and that gets ground up with smoked hard-boiled eggs and caramelized onions. becomes a turkey liver pate to serve before uh, the Thanksgiving meal, and we, uh, we always really love that. When it comes to gravy or au jus or, or whatever, when we're talking specifically here about the Thanksgiving meal, do you tend to fare more on the thinner gravy uh, that seems to be making more and more of a, uh, of a of a I don't know if it's a resurgence or a surgence or whatever you want to call it. I mean, when I grew up, it was you know kind of thick and kind of you know light brown and 
tasted really good. It was probably really unhealthy, but all of a sudden I'm starting to see a little bit more of a thinner version of this being uh, quite the quite the thing to do. Yeah, I'm more a shoe guy than a thick gravy guy. Uh, Stephen, let me ask you, uh, one of the other great things about Thanksgiving is everything else that isn't the turkey, so it's the sides, you, right? You so what, uh, what, what do you like uh, traditionally, and uh, perhaps what have you found that might be a little bit more outside the box that you really like? Well, again, I'm a traditionist, traditionalist, uh, you know, stuffing, which I never actually stuff into the turkey because I think it's bad for both the turkey and the stuffing, but I cook it. Uh, in a smoke roasted again in a cast iron skillet. Uh, what we're going to be doing this year, it's a recipe from the new book, the new project smoke book, and it's a, uh, a mushroom bread pudding. So you saute exotic mushrooms, chestnuts, uh, then they go in with uh, bread cubes that have been smoked and toasted in a smoker. So you get a little extra smoky flavor, the usual caramelized onions, uh, 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 plenty of smoked turkey broth, and, uh, and eggs. Uh, and that's smoke roasted in a smoker or in your grill. It's fantastic. Um, uh, so that'll be our stuffing. Cranberry sauce. I make one batch of traditional, always from scratch, always with whole uh, cranberries. Try and keep the sugar to a minimum. I add uh, ginger, lots of fresh ginger to it, lemon zest, because I really like to pump it up. And then some years I'll do like a cranberry salsa, you know, with jalapenos and cilantro. That's sort of a nod to kind of a modern approach what else do we do we do barbecued onions sometimes we'll do uh, a smoked cream corn sometimes uh uh i know our dessert this year is going to be the uh the bourbon bacon apple crisp that we did on uh on project smoke last year uh that's a real family favorite but uh i'm you know i'm pretty traditional the other thing, the other thing that I saw dessert-wise was these. They were like whole apples. It looks like you would core it out, and you were stuffing yeah. like brown sugar and other. What is that all about? That looked tremendous. Well, remember the baked apple. So you hollow it out, you stuff it with brown sugar and butter and ground up cookie crumbs or uh, ground up nuts. Uh, so it's my version of a baked apple, except it's uh, cooked in a smoker instead of uh, the oven. So it requires a smoky dimension. You know, smoke and fruit, I mean, smoke has this wonderful umami quality. And by that, I mean, it's not, it's not the sort of savory, salty flavor like you get with an umami food like mushrooms or seaweed. But it has the ability to take a familiar food and, help you, and, and let you enjoy it from a different perspective. You smoke fruit, you're enjoying the sweetness, but there are other qualities to it that you wouldn't get if you're just eating fresh. To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john, J-O-N, at the bbqcentralshow.com. That was Stephen Reichland chopping it up. Thanksgiving. Still more Thanksgiving talk to come. I know the show may have been dropping a little close to Thanksgiving, but not really. It's a few days away, and I'm sure a lot of you are still struggling with your game plan. So hopefully this will help you out. Something else that will help you out is if you follow the big Barbecue Central show on social media. It is at BBQ Central show on Instagram and Twitter slash BBQ Central show over on Facebook. Let's jump right into this second segment today. Here is Connie Rempe with Greg again from November 17th, 2015. All right. Welcome back. Uh, You have found the Barbecue Central show. Happy to have you aboard. By the way, 
Maybe you never knew that in a week and two days from now, Thanksgiving is coming. Alert. Alert. I'm not kidding. You thought I was lying when I was talking about it with Stephen Reichlin. Well, guess what? I'm not. But I'm here to save your ass yet again and here to help me do it. None other than the lady that helped save my ass a number of times as I was growing up as a ute. Connie Rempe, my mommy, joins me on the phone. Mom, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm fabulous. Thank you for asking. And we're ready to go. I mean, we have a Thanksgiving coming up like I'm sure nobody can believe. This is going to be the best one ever for a number of people. Um, And I'm like, we got to have you on to at least give, I mean, Stephen, I don't know who Stephen Reichlin is, of course. But he just yammered on about whatever he was. I fell asleep halfway through. Because I was waiting, resting for your guidance. Because if somebody wants the kind of traditional, not pilgrim-type Thanksgiving, but something you're used to that's going to make you feel like you're back home again, maybe you're somewhere where you're not going to be able to get back home or somebody that normally cooks it for you, this is something that's going to make people feel good in their stomach and in their hearts. Absolutely. All right. So, yeah. what do we want to what do we want to talk about first? Are we want to start with dessert. Do we want to go to side, or do we just want to go right to the bird? I think we'll start with the bird. Go ahead. Then work down to the sides, and maybe the dessert. But okay. uh, this year, um, I'm doing a slightly different technique. Um, I'm going to be covering the bird with a cheesecloth that's soaked in butter and wine. Mm. What kind of cheese are you going to use? It's a joke. Sorry. Tough room. It's the cloth of the cheese. Right. Yes. It was a joke. Come on. Hi. Come on. It's a joke. Good Lord. Very funny. Very funny. Yes. But um, I'm doing, I usually do a big bird. No matter how many people I've got, I, I just like all the leftovers, yeah. and we eat turkey forever. So I'm getting around a 20-pound turkey. And, 20 um, pounds? I'm getting a – yeah. Holy I wolf. think probably the biggest one we used to have maybe was 26 pounds. I, they, there's no such thing as a 26-pound turkey. Um, believe me, you've eaten a 26-pound turkey. Yes, sir. Oh, my Lord. That <laughs> just seems insane. They're so big. Well, you wow. know, the, the bigger the better. That's right. right. What are we talking about? Uh-oh. All right. Uh, so 20-pound turkey this year, down from 26 pounds right. in years past. Wow, that's huge. Exactly. All right. Yes, but I, and I get the uh, free-range organic turkey because, you, you know, you, you and why Steve, not? You and Steve Reichlin. Well, you know, yeah. You right. want a turkey that, you know, until you murder it, has had a good life. No horse shit I do. I want that thing to be miserable. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Inject it with all the hormones and steroids. I need everything. I need all the help I can get for crying out loud. Oh, uh, no. No, you don't. Got to be a purist. All right. So cage-free, uh, you know, farm-fresh so uh, turkey. Take- Right. right. You got that big bird. You're going to take it out of the refrigerator for, you know, like an hour or so beforehand to kind of let it take the chill off yep. and give them a nice little rinse, pat them dry. And uh, you're going to preheat the oven to 450 degrees. And then I'm taking a bottle of wine and three sticks of butter, very decadent right there. Melt it together, and you're going to fold your cheesecloth up so it's kind of like a 17-inch square with four layers. Yeah. 
and you're going to put it right in that butter wine mixture and just leave it there to soak. You get your bird, you're going to put it on a roasting rack in your pan, uh, rub it all with butter, salt and pepper, salt and pepper the cavity, and fill it with whatever stuffing you want. Then you're going to take the, yes, um, tuck the little wings underneath it, tie up some little legs, and uh, you're going to put that, exactly, yes. Um, You're going to take the cheesecloth out of the butter mixture, kind of not really wring it out, but just so you're not dripping all over the place, put it on top of the bird, cover it all up, maybe halfway down the sides, and um, put it in the oven for about a half an hour. And then you're going to turn down the oven till uh, 350 degrees, basting it, then turn it back down. You're going to roast it for about another two and a half hours, basting every 30 minutes. And uh, then you're going to, after three hours in the oven, you're going to take that cheesecloth off carefully. And the, it, it's supposed to give you a really mahogany kind of uh, texture on the outside, nice yeah coated dark brown deliciousness um you take off the cheesecake you're going to rotate the pan in the oven so it it browns evenly you know front to back and um after about the fourth hour you're going to check the temperature for doneness now when i first sent this off to you i said check it for doneness at 180 degrees which i must say I had a cold at the time and was feeling sick and thought, oh, what have I done? Because you're going to want to check it, take it out at about 165 degrees so you don't overcook that sucker. But, um, yeah, so at about 165 degrees, you want to take it out of the oven, let it rest for a good hour, half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, because you're then going to do the rest of your sides in the oven. And um, that's, that's pretty much it for the turkey. All right, so you know that the barbecue people in this uh, chat room are turkey in the oven, gross. Well, let me tell you, screw you people. This is my mom you're talking about, so you can beat it. You're disinvited from the show. All right, I handled them well, for you're you, just, I handled them. Thank you. You're welcome. Outrageous. Yes. I've never seen that. such drivel and malfeasance in my chat room before. I'm about ready to shut it down. Well, not everybody, you know, for those few people that don't want to smoke it or, you know, they can try it. They can eat McDonald's and screw off is what they can do. Outrageous. <laughs> I'm not going to have to talk to my mother like that. All right. So um, right. thank you. So, th- so this is the first time with a cheesecloth ever. Right. Wow. So I'll have to let you know how he it turns does. out in the end. Well, you yes. know what happens if dad doesn't like it and, you know, he starts hitting. So watch out. Yeah. Put on the armor. That's true. You never know. All right. Violent. That's right. So now here's something with uh, the sides. Pan-roasted Brussels sprouts with bacon. Now, allow me to uh, go back in my memory banks of uh, things that you have never made ever when I was around. And this has to top the list. Pan-roasted Brussels. I don't think I've ever saw a Brussels sprout in my life. Never. You're right. I know it. Never. What is going because on? Because not one of you, not one of you children would have eaten a Brussels sprout. Well, one. But now how that do I, you know that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know. I that. ate cream dried beef on toast, and it was delicious. 
That is not a Brussels sprout. That's yes. what... Uh, and cream fried beef on toast is delicious. I know. I just said that. I loved it. I know. That should me be too. that should be yeah, that should be the only one. Yeah, but that should be Thanksgiving it was just dinner. You and me. Yeah, that should be Thanksgiving that dinner. Cream okay. dried beef. That's a quick cleanup too, by the way. <laughs> would be okay with me. All right. Yes. So talk to me about yep. these Brussels sprouts. Okay. This is very easy. And it has bacon in it, so you would probably like that. All right. But you know, you're just taking your Brussels sprouts, your, you know, fresh Brussels sprouts, yeah. cut them in half. Um, you're going to uh, chop up a half an onion. And to begin with, you're going to take about four strips of bacon, cook them until they're crispy. And, yep, then you're going to crumble them up. And in that same pan that you have cooked the bacon, you're going to add to that bacon fat a couple tablespoons of butter. So you're going to add a little fat to the fat. Yeah, and put the uh, onions and the Brussels sprouts back in the pan and saute it for about oh eight to ten minutes, and um, add a little salt and pepper, and you're done. You can just cover it up, keep them warm. It's something that doesn't have to go in the oven, so you have more room in the oven for other side dishes. But uh, that's really good. It's very tasty. You're going to put in that crumbled bacon on the top and and mix it all up, and it's really good. Now, by four strips of bacon, you mean like a pound and a half, right? Well, at least, yeah. Oh, you my. know, the more more bacon, the better. The more bacon, the better. That's right. For everyday life and in the pan-roasted Brussels sprouts with bacon. All right, so easy enough on the side dish. And there you have it. There's a lot more in this show. Head over to the bbqcentralshow.com. There's a link in the show notes that will take you to the complete episode. If you want to hear the rest of Stephen's thoughts or Connie's recipes. Make sure you check that out. In the meantime, with the holiday right around the corner, here's to enjoying the company of good friends and family, good food, wishing you successful cooks for the holiday. And until next time, on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, I'm your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.